Hello world and welcome to Cartridge Club Portable. I'm your host, Curtis Freisel, and this month my very special guest is currently stuck in the 80s but managed to slip through a temporal wormhole to join us today. That's right, I'm talking about Duke from Retro Nonsense. How you doing, Duke? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for being here. I know you're a, a busy guy trying to get back to this time for good, so I'm very uh, <laughs> grateful that you, you managed to, to slide through that wormhole to join us today. I appreciate the invite. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, well, um, I guess it's no secret that today we're going to be talking about Luigi's Mansion, Dark Moon. Yeah which was the CC Portable Game of the Month for October here. Uh, it, was, it won our, our spooky sequels and spinoffs poll by quite a bit. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it was pretty good. You guys all wanted to play Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. So uh, I guess first off, like I mentioned, it's October, and of course that means we have to play a spooky game, right? That's kind of... Those are the rules, the unspoken rules <laughs> of October and video games. And Duke, I got a question for you. So Cartridge Club aside, do you go out of your way to play spooky games this month? I do. In fact, funny story, um, I specifically bought this game last year because I was feeling really in the mood to play a a spooky game. So I sought it out. I, I think I was in Target and saw it on sale for like $15. I was like, that is perfect. And it perfectly filled that need i had i had to play a spooky game for october so i absolutely do so was this the first time you played it or did you play it last year when you got it <clears throat> last year when i got it was the first time i played through it and i played through it again for the podcast here this year so oh. i played through it twice fantastic now uh did you have you played the original luigi's mansion for the gamecube I had uh, minimal experience with that. I, I actually picked that up for the kids when they were toddlers. Um, and then I quickly quickly realized it was a lot of text. So they never really played it. Hmm. So I played it a little bit when I first got it and never really touched it again. So I never really played the original. I was familiar with it a little bit, but um, I never played all the way through it or anything. So That's this was cool. actually my first experience, yeah. Gotcha. Well, full disclosure from my end, I have not played the original Luigi's Mansion at all. I just <laughs> skipped it. Went straight to the sequel. So I guess neither of us are really going to have much to add as far as comparing right. it to the original. Yeah, this one. I'm, I'm in the same boat. I really didn't play the first one at all. I mean, just a little bit of exposure to it, and that was it. Yeah. So have you played any, <clears throat> you know, this month for the Cartridge Club? Two fantastic games I want to add. We got uh, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon for CC Portable, and then CC Prime is playing Resident Evil 2. Did you play Resident Evil 2 at all? Have you played it? <laughs> you call it a fantastic game? I played it for about uh, five minutes, and I just I couldn't I can't handle it. I, I've never played it before. I know it's you know a lot of people like that game. Uh, 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 I was just what I just not for me. What me at all? Have you ever played one of the original Resident Evil games with the tank no. controls? Really? No. Nope. <gasps> Duke, you didn't like it? <laughs> no. Oh. Well, I honestly I didn't give it a real fair chance. I, I put it in, and I'm rolling my eyes at the at the stupid like half an hour movie. Uh, before the game even starts, and because of the cheesy acting and the dialogue was just awful, and then the game starts and like and I, I literally died in like a second. I was like, "What happened?" It throws so you right I, into I, it. So then I did it again, and I maybe lasted three or four seconds. I was like, "I'm done." I couldn't even figure out how to how to raise a gun up. And I know if I took the time to read the manual and figure out the controls, I'm sure I could get into it. But at that point, I was just like, I was in it like a half an hour, 
because of the opening cut scene. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm done. So I, yeah, I know. You're breaking my heart, dude. You're breaking my heart. Resident Evil 2 uh, is one of my favorite sure. games of all time. Really? I absolutely yeah. love that game. Um, but, you know. I'm sorry. Whatever floats your boat, even if your boat is sinking, because you're wrong. <laughs> well, you know, my experience with Halloween games or, you know, those horror type games is like, you know, Ghosts and Goblins and Castlevania and stuff. So uh, th these kind of games uh, I'm just not used to. So it just kind of doesn't sit well with me. Again, I, I don't have a lot of time in my older age to get into games like that and, and learn how to play them. You know, with this uh, weird controls and everything, but um, I, I'm not saying I won't ever give it a chance. But Old I, I, man I tried. Yells at cloud. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <That's> <laughs> give me my Atari. But um, I, I gave it a shot, and uh, I just kind of gave up on it. But maybe before October's over, I will try it again and and really give it a fair shake. Well, I feel yes. You know, you said in October. It. I really feel like there's this pressure in October to play. You know. I know. Games or horror games. It's like watching Christmas movies at Christmas. You can't you can't sure. watch a Christmas movie any other time of the year, right? No. Right. Uh, so do you have you played any other games this month? Any other spooky games? Um, what about Atari? You mentioned Atari. Is there any horror Atari games? I guess there's Halloween oh, and yeah. Texas there's Chainsaw, but those fetch a pretty penny. Sure, there's Haunted Houses one uh, comes to mind. Um, there's a lot of games that aren't necessarily Halloween-y or, you know, classic, like, monsters and stuff, but there's the ones that are kind of creepy, but yeah. um, I was playing Space Invaders. That's, like, about nuclear war, so that's kind of scary, right? Sure. <laughs> I was playing that this afternoon. Not Space Invaders. I mean, um, Missile Command. Sorry. Oh. Um, so, yeah, I've been playing a lot of Atari these days. I, I was playing my NES the other day, so I'm, you know, I, I just pop games in here and there, but I haven't specifically played anything. I've been kind of focusing on uh, Luigi's Dark Moon, so, or, uh, Luigi's Mansion, Dark Moon. So that was my focus for the last couple of weeks. Well, fair enough, because that's perfect, because that's what we're talking about today. That's right. So without any further ado, why don't we jump into Luigi's Mansion, Dark Moon. Okay, so this game was originally released in North America on March 24th, 2013. This is the second installment of the Luigi's Mansion franchise after the original for the aforementioned Nintendo GameCube. But this is the third game to feature Luigi as the main character with Mario in a supporting role. Duke, can you tell us what the first game was that starred Luigi? Oh, man. Put me on the spot. <clears throat> um, was it a portable game? Can you give me uh, a hint? No, it was not. Huh. If you tell me, I'm going to kick myself because I probably know it, but I can't think of it. You want me what to tell it? you? Yeah. Mario is missing uh, for the Nintendo and the Super Nintendo. I never played those games. Well, I tell you, you're not missing out on much because it okay. sucks. <laughs> I recently okay. played Mario missing. Mario is missing for the Super Nintendo as part of the Cartridge Club Alphabet Backlog Challenge or yeah. completion or whatever. And it is terrible. <laughs> it's basically, if you've ever played a Carmen Sandiego game, have you ever played one of those? I know what they are, yeah. It's kind of like that, where you go around, you talk to people, they give you a fact, and then you have to answer. Oh. You get to a certain point, you have to answer. It's like a history test, you know. Uh, Mario is Missing is a geography. Wasn't version. it? Uh, it wasn't really produced by Nintendo, was it? Um, or was no, it? No, it was... I don't remember exactly who did it, but 
it was it was uh, third party developer though i think yeah i do remember third, that it was like the company i think it was the same company that did the like mario fun with letters fun mm-hmm. with numbers you know those games like the edutainment games yeah it was that so uh, point is that game was terrible and luigi finally got a chance to shine in this luigi's mansion franchise uh which we will be talking about very soon but first i thought how crazy is this I did not know this before this game was announced for CC Portable, but right after it was announced, um, Luigi's Mansion, uh, sorry, Luigi's Mansion 3 was announced for release on the Switch sometime in 2019. What kind of kismet is that? That's great. <laughs> Serendipity. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's pretty exciting. I, I just thought that was a fun little, uh, fun little thing, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, my son has a Switch, Luke, so I'm sure he's going to be all over that one. Oh, yeah, for sure um so why why don't we now we can we got the history let's dig into the game a little bit more let's let's talk about the story because this story is uh is funny uh professor egad has been researching ghosts in evershade valley with some assistance from his friendly greenies when king boo appears and shatters the dark moon breaking it into six pieces and scattering them to each mansion of the valley the once friendly ghosts become aggressive Luigi is once again tasked with strapping on the poltergust and collecting the shattered pieces of the dark moon. Now, as we mentioned before, neither of us have played the original Luigi's Mansion. I don't know if they the ghosts from the original Luigi's Mansion became like good guys at the end, because that's kind of how this game starts. Right. And then there's this dark I don't moon. Know. I don't know if the dark moon plays into it at all. Um, you know, we're just, this is, we, we both, we, we're playing the sequel. You know, so I didn't do my research. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you, um, uh, and you never played wanna, it, but tell me, I'm going to jump too far ahead, but did you, did you beat the game? I did beat the game and I saw you. Okay. Beat so it, that, like, yeah. So that there's a little bit at the end there that kind of gives a little bit of that away, I guess. What do you mean? Because it goes at the end that all the ghosts turn good after the dark moon yeah. is put back together. So I didn't know if that was, uh, again, part of the first story as well. I yeah, right, because the beginning of the game, they're good. Right. They're, like, helping out Professor Egad. Yep, yep. So tell me, Duke, talk, talk to me about this game. Chat me up. What'd you think? Luigi's Mansion, Dark Moon. Well, I tell you, I absolutely love the game. It was, um, I was really surprised at uh, how much I did like it. I was just kind of expecting a a little quirky kind of kid game, but... I tell you, man, I'm really, really enjoyed this game. Um, I guess most notably for the expansive play controls. I mean, they really uh, utilize the 3DS to its full potential. I mean, it uses everything. The second screen, the tilt controls, every button on there is used. And very well. It's very intuitive, the controls, I think. And uh, I love how atmospheric it is and how, uh, you know, the, um, the backgrounds are all, you can affect everything in the room so i just think it's a very immersive game it's got great music it's got great sound effects it's got a great personality there's really not much i can say bad about it uh so I, I had a great time with this game absolutely loved it awesome yeah you know you mentioned the music i have had that theme I know. stuck <laughs> in my head forever same yep oh gosh um yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, you know. It's I wouldn't say it's the hardest game ever. Yeah. Um I there was only a few 
moments that I, I was even challenged or felt challenged, mainly towards the end of the game. Um, it got, it got a little challenging, but yeah, I mean, yeah. it just, it, it, it reeks of that Nintendo. It does. Creativity and charm. Yep. Uh, you know, the boss fights are really fun in particular. Did you, did you have a favorite boss fight? I had one. I just want to see what you say. Um, I really like the spider one in the first level where you pull, you're pulling back the web and catching it on fire. Yeah. And, and, uh, kind of, uh, pulling the web to the spider. That was really a fun uh, fight. Um, that's, uh, the one, I guess in the library with, uh, the guy with the brain, the guy oh, yeah. with the brain, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was kind of fun. Uh, the last fight I think was really fun with the big, uh, with the boo? boo King boo. Yeah. That was, it was, you know, it was multiple fight. different. Yeah. It was really, yeah. The Indiana Jones scene going where you're chasing, you know, he's chasing you down the hall and you're trying to dodge the things and jump over things. That was kind of neat. And then it goes to the platform thing. So that, that was fun too. I think the boss fights were pretty, pretty fun. Did you, in the last fight with King Boo, did you ever die and have to do all no. that again? No. Neither did I, but I, I was thinking, oh my gosh, <clears throat> this is such a long boss fight. I know. <laughs> if I die, I don't want to do this all over again. I came close. I had 20 hearts left, and then I got to the point where I was, I think, running from him, and that's where you can collect some more hearts again. So right. I got real close to dying, but I didn't die. <laughs> yeah. I think my absolute favorite boss fight was the like ice boss where you're on the you're like shooting you're you're riding on a, a toboggan type sled mm -hmm. thing yep. and you're shooting at the one. face yep. uh i thought that was fun yeah um yeah the boss fights were great uh the puzzles were great you know you got five mansions that you're going throughout to collect all these yep. dark moon yep. pieces and everyone has their own theme you know the first one's kind of the the regular mm -hmm. mansion uh, yeah second one is more of like a hotel there's multiple mm -hmm. levels there's like five levels or, or what have you then there's the clock uh the clock one the clock mansion the ice mansion and then finally mm -hmm. like the last big final boss mansion or whatever yep um and there's a lot of a lot of collectible stuff did you did you take any time to try and collect do the all the collectible stuff uh, uh, yeah, in fact, this second playthrough, my original goal was to try to go back and get all the gems um, that I could and try to get as many three stars, you know, because, you know, if you beat the level a certain time and, you know, you don't get hit a lot, then you get a rating, uh, one to three stars. Yeah. So I was going to try to improve on those and collect all the gems, but it took me so long to find the gems just in the first, and I did, I found all of them in the first level, the mansion whatever it's called the haunted house level um i just I, I wanted to play through the whole game again for the podcast so i didn't i didn't stick to that but um i, I did enjoy that it was fun trying to find those gems and everything and uh it does add a lot of re replayability to the game for sure For sure did so you I go did, for I the booze yep yep in fact the only one again just like i was saying before i was going to do that as well and i did do it for the first um level i was able to unlock that bottom level because i got all the booze um, but then I, I didn't have time to pursue that for the rest of the levels, but what's the extra level? I wasn't able to, to <clears throat> go back and do that. What do you, what, what is the other level? It was a little underwhelming. It was just a timed level where you had to go run through and, and, um, do something before the time ran out. So it wasn't anything real spectacular. Gotcha. Did yep. you do the scare scraper? Any of that? 
What was that? So <laughs> I don't know because I didn't do it. Uh, it was it was another mini game. You know what? Let me just I'm gonna I'm gonna look this one up right now. If I did it last, I may have done it when I played it last year, but I didn't do it this time because I'm not sure what it even is. <clears throat> okay, the scare scraper. Here we go. I'm doing some research. This, oh, the Scare Scraper is the multiplayer mode of Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon that is no. unlocked by completing the fourth mission, Visual Tricks, in the main game. It can be played online, locally, or alone. This game puts four different colored Luigis in one of the modes. The host player can set the amount of floors to 5, 10, 25, and endless, as well as the difficulty. Uh, so I guess you go around and you try and capture the most ghosts? Gotcha. No, I did not do that. Uh, neither did I, but um, <laughs> always good to have something else to do. Sure. One thing I wanted to talk about, and I want to get your thoughts on this. It's a pretty long game. Uh, that's the one complaint. Yeah. If I had one, that would be it. <laughs> uh, towards the end, I was like, okay, I was ready to be done with it. So that was the one thing I was I have in my notes here. I was going to say it was a little, little drawn out. Yeah, I think. And so the I do, missions, I each mission took, on average, about a half an hour to complete. Yep, yep, twenty some minutes to a half an hour. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's, I would say, that's a, a general. You know, you're not going too in depth looking <clears throat> for the gems, but you're poking around and you're not rushing through it. Yeah, and I'm the type of gamer um, that. I want to look at every, I want to pull on every curtain. I want to look, you know, I'm, I'm there to explore. So I take my time. Um, and I really look at every nook and cranny because that's, that's kind of why I wanted this game in the first place. I wanted something where I can just kind of, you know, kind of, uh, look around through and kind of, you know, be in that atmosphere of a spooky mansion or whatever. And it, it did fulfill that very nicely. So that's exactly what I wanted. And I, I kind of like that about the game where there's no time or anything like that. You can take your time and look around, look for more coins. And the environment's very interactive. You can open up drawers, you can pull on strings, you can suck spider webs up. And I like that aspect of the game. It really um, makes it fun to just kind of explore around. And, and the, the, I don't know about you, but I love the 3D on the 3DS. So I always got that thing cranked all the way up. And the 3D in this game is really nice. It really adds an, another layer of, of depth. Obviously, it's 3D. That's what it does. But it, it kind of immerses you into the game a little bit better. And I, I really enjoyed that aspect of the game as well. The 3D was really a nice touch. I agree. Nintendo, whenever they put out one of their first-party titles, uh, especially on the 3DS, the, it always really delivers on the gimmick if yeah. you will. You know, the 3D is yeah. always great. Same thing with uh, the Samus Returns, the Metroid Definitely. game. I thought the 3D Definitely. was utilized perfectly in that. I'm not one that typically plays with the 3D on, but I did throw it on a couple times because I thought, oh, man, I bet this looks pretty pretty neat with the ghosts and, and everything, and, and it does. Yeah. Um, and, and let's get one thing straight here. This game is basically just Luigi the Ghostbuster. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, yep. Uh, have you see? I've never played the Ghostbusters game for like the 360 and the PS3. Have you ever played that? No, no, have not. I was I, I was wondering <clears throat> how similar that was to capturing ghosts because I love the, you know, like they say a, a good beat 'em up. You feel the punch. Like you, yes, you know it's a good one because you feel the punch. Good example: Batman Returns on the Super Nintendo or Final Fight. Like when oh, a, yeah. a punch lands, yeah, it, it feels very satisfying. 
And I kind of felt that with this, with the sucking up the ghost, like something, you know, he's getting dragged around. You really felt it. And I, there was weight to these ghosts, you know, by design, I suppose. Uh, And that was very satisfying, the sucking up of the ghosts. No doubt. The play controls in this all around were just phenomenal. I mean, again, just like you said, when you're sucking up the ghosts, because you're in a 3D environment, you had to be pulling back you know pulling away from the ghost so if the ghost spun around you you had to move your thumb around so there was a bit of a trick to doing that oh, uh, especially sure. when you're in an environment because you can crash into a desk or something and kind of have to go around it so that did really add it wasn't a simple thing you actually had to work at it a little bit which uh, like you said it made you feel like more tactile like you're actually doing something and uh, again that in, added with the sound effects that were very good the flashing of the flashlight when you when you shot the ghost before you start sucking them up and the, the little sucking sound when it sucks into the vacuum cleaner, all that stuff, you're right. It really felt very uh, satisfying. Absolutely. And, and it adds a level of strategy, too, because if you have multiple ghosts in a room, you kind of got to maneuver your way around them if you're just working on one ghost. Yes. And that, that was one of the neat things uh, with, you know, it wasn't a difficult game, like you said, but you're right. You had to pay attention to that because if you were sucking on a ghost and you had to pull back because he was in a certain position if there was another ghost there you were going to get hit and then had to start over and lose that ghost so it did add to some uh, add some strategy to it for sure one thing i want to talk about is the game itself starring luigi you know this is luigi's big moment in the sun or the moon <laughs> uh, so to speak do you think this game do you think this game does justice to Luigi and having his own game? It's so very different from what we know in any Mario game, whether it be 3D or 2D. I think so. I, th- I think it does, absolutely. It's so strange, and it's so out there. When they were coming up with this, I would love to be in that pitch meeting when they're like, okay, we want to give Luigi a game. What is it going to be? <laughs> Yeah, you, you know what I mean. And yeah. somehow they settled on this Ghostbusters type game yeah. where Luigi goes and in it, there and does his thing. It works, and he has to save his brother Mario. So that's you know that's great. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, um, really fun all around. I uh, I really I really had a I, I had a good time with this. It it kept me coming back for more. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to add about Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon? Did you have any notes? Yeah, um, I really thought, again, the, the um, variety of play control uh, continued to impress me as the game went on because uh, some of the levels added new play control, like when you suck, sucked up a balloon and then you had to point it up and blow and then float. And you had to kind of traverse through narrow passages and not pop the balloon Mm -hmm. and that was uh, a good moment sorry not to interrupt but that was a great moment with the 3d yeah absolutely yeah to to go through the balloon moments yep and then there was another uh area where you got behind like a turret and you were shooting something trying to get one of the uh, gems i think for that particular part but there was a couple different modes where you're shooting you know went to like a first person mode and you were shooting at targets or something um, there was also uh, areas where you would suck onto a, uh, a rope and they would like swing across a chasm and, and stuff like that. Just all those different play controls I thought were just brilliant, brilliantly, uh, brilliantly used 
and really add it to the um it wasn't it wasn't monotonous you know every level had something new to add and that really uh made it uh not get boring again it was a little drawn out like we said a little long for what it was but um they did throw in those extra play controls which i think really helped with um keeping it fresh every time you entered a new level yeah i agree and I guess one of my favorite elements of the game, I mentioned it before, but the interactive environments. I like how pretty much everything you see, you can you can roll carpets out of the way, you can pull on uh, you know pictures on the wall, you can find secrets and stuff like that. And which is and I love those kind of games where they're very uh, immersive and interactive like that, where you can just kind of at your free will just kind of go go off and explore and do things and and play around with the environment. So I really enjoyed that too. And there was a reward to it too, because you know you could collect money to upgrade your poltergust or your what did they call the uh, the strobulb or the dark light device uh, that the yeah. you could upgrade those. So you were almost encouraged to do all these extra things, open every drawer and suck every you know loose wallpaper or you know. Yep. Yep. All that stuff. It was it was a lot of fun, and it was uh, fun to find all the little secrets in every little nook and cranny. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. What was that flashlight called again? That kind of was the like a strobe rainbow. Bulb. Yeah, that was. Or which one? Too. The, I mean, there's the strobe bulb, which is how you stun the ghosts, and then there's the dark light device where you find the stuff dark light you can't device. see. Okay. Yeah, that that was a neat little element too, where you would see like a blank space in a in a room, and you'd be like, oh, I wonder if there's something there, and you would throw on the that flashlight there and those little balls would suck out and you'd have to suck those things up and then it would appear. So that, that was fun too. And again, just like you were saying with the ghost, it, it was very satisfying to do that for whatever reason. Although just the sound whenever, effects combined with the, you know, the, it was just fun to do. Whenever they introduce a mechanic like that, where you, you can uncover hidden things, it's kind of a good thing and a bad thing. Cause whenever they do that, the rest of the game, every room I walk into, the first thing I do is like point the <laughs> dark light all yeah. around and see what secrets I can find. Yeah. And it kind of becomes, true. you get OCD about it. You're like, well, I got sure. in a new room. I got to shine around everything and see, see if I'm missing anything. Yeah. That's uh, true. So it's a, it's a good and a bad thing, I suppose. But yeah. Um, anything else? Um, well, I had on my notes here, I, I forgot one of the play, play controls um, in the ice level when you get to slide down like a, I guess like a sliding board almost, and you have to kind of, kind of control Luigi right. uh, as he's traversing down. You have to kind of guide him and hit certain things and not hit other things. That was really fun, too. And uh, I, we're going to talk about our favorite levels because that, that's my favorite level, that ice level. I always like ice levels in games, and this one really did a good job. You do? Yeah. Uh, Ice I levels? do, I do. Come I do. on. Okay, give me some examples of some other ice levels you love. Because usually they're uh, Don- like the least favorite of mine because you're sliding around, you're all slippery. Donkey Kong Country? I love the ice level in that you game. You do? With the I snow do. and the I love around? it. I love it. Maybe it's just because I like winter. I like, you know, Christmas and snow. Maybe it's just maybe it's just as simple as that, but I've always liked ice levels in games. And you know those levels are designed to make the controls more difficult. Right, I know, <laughs> and yet you can't figure out Resident Evil Two. <laughs> I'll give it another try. <laughs> is there an ice level in that? Because if there is, I'm like, I can't even imagine. Is I don't think there's an ice level in Code <laughs> slippery Veronica, tank controls, but I don't think you slip around. I can't remember no. if you do. Uh, that's hilarious. Well, yeah, let's uh, 
Speaking of, oh, one more thing before we talk about our favorite level. Uh, going across a beam where you have to balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, <laughs> this is so stupid. It took me forever to realize I had to use the tilt controls within oh, the really? 3DS itself. I was using the joystick, and I'm like, how can I not do this? This is impossible. <laughs> how can anyone do this? And then I just managed to tilt it around. Oh, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm a giant idiot. That's funny. Well, I don't know if you noticed, but when you when you get on that beam, there's a little symbol. I think down in the bottom right that shows the 3ds kind of going back and forth so it kind of tells you if you're paying attention to, to do that okay now you're making me look like a <laughs> real big idiot <laughs> I, I think i think because like when you um when you hold the flashlight you that same so it's kind of subtle I, you don't always notice it so it, yeah. it's not real noticeable but i think it does kind of tell you a little bit but yeah no i don't think i had that problem i think but that there's yet another one that we forgot to mention another you know New play control. It was only in one or two parts of the game, I think, but uh, still, you know, keeping it fresh, throwing throwing new things in there every time you turn around. Yeah. So your favorite level was the ice level. Is that what you were saying? Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, to probably just because the aesthetic of it, not not necessarily for any particular reason as far as controls. I just like the look of ice levels, the the the, the little mirrored effect and. The, the ice and the snow in the background just looks great to me. Sure. Um, I mean, I guess I dug the clock level. I like the clock stuff. As far mm-hmm. as design, anything with clocks, I'm all, I don't know. I like, I like that, that design. You like clocks. <laughs> I li- apparently, I, I don't even wear a watch. <laughs> if I had to pick a second favorite, it would be the very first level, just because it's a classic kind of haunted house. You know, with the yeah, the kind of the classic look. So I did like that first level a lot. I liked the last level too with the portals. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially when you had the timer. I don't. I typically hate timers in games when you got to count down. You got to do something. I really dug it in this game for some reason. Towards the end, when mm. you have to get capture all the ghosts, or the like, the yeah. dimension's going to collapse on itself. I, I really yeah. liked going around doing the portals and getting everything. That was fun. Yeah, good stuff. Well, have you anything else to mention for Luigi's Mansion before we get to the question round? Uh, no. Well, then it's time for the question round. Duke, are you ready for these three hard-hitting questions? Sure. Very good. Well, question number one. Is this a good portable game? Yes. Why? Because you can take it with you because it's portable. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, um, I guess it's because I don't know, it just kind of seems to fit the, the the portable. I mean, I played it laying in bed, you know, it's uh, I don't know how to answer that. Yes, it's a good portable game. <laughs> it's fun to play on the go. Of course, I just on the go for me is not in the living room. Yeah. Uh, in my bedroom instead. But so I, I don't take my 3ds outside of the house so i never really use it as a portable in that regard i just use it when someone's watching tv or when i want to you know do something before i go to bed so yeah i mean it's a good portable game because i used it on a portable device and it suited my needs (laughs) well i can't believe i'm saying this but i'm gonna have to disagree with you i don't think it's a good 
portable game. Yeah, I see. I, maybe I don't understand the question. Like, what do you mean? Like, well, it's however you want to interpret it. Uh, if you had no problem with it, with playing it, you know, on a portable system, then th- that's fine. It's you know, it's kind of to each his own. You know, I, however, found the long missions kind of frustrating one my hands would cramp up all the time especially doing the ghost sucking in yeah thing. i had that issue too i and thought it was because my age loved but loved to play it on a regular controller on my television also you know what makes a good portable game to me is that pick up and play um this the missions were so long in <clears> some of this some of them would get up to 40 45 minutes and that is not uh, conducive to a good playthrough, a good portable playthrough for me. That's way too long. I do not want to play that long on a portable system, typically. Gotcha. And yeah, I had the same hand cramp issue, so maybe that's one one reason why maybe it's not a good portable game. You're right. You're right. I, my hand was definitely getting kind of numb. Which begs the question: Why did they move it from a home console, the GameCube, the original one, to a portable console? And you'll notice the next one is going to be on the Switch, which you could argue is one or the other. That's true. Um, I don't know, but I again, going back to the 3D, I, I really enjoyed that aspect of the game. So I, I'd be disappointed if that was taking, taken away hmm. from it. And, you know, uh, there is a different experience playing a portable game, at least on a 3DS for me, because it's a little more intimate. You're kind of, it's closer to your face. You got it, you know, you're usually laying in bed or something, or I am. It's, it's, you know, it's more intimate. So this game for me, because of the atmospheric value of it, and it's kind of a creepy game, and it's in 3D, I, I like that it was a portable game, at least on the 3DS, as opposed to maybe playing it on the couch across the room on a console. So I think it would have been a little bit less of an experience to me if it was in the living room on the television. Fair enough. Question number two, should this game belong in your collection? Definitely. Yes. I'm, I'm right there with you. It's another, yep. It's fun. It's got a lot of, a lot of replayability, a lot of character to it. Great music, great graphics. There's not a lot bad to say about it, except for, like we said, the length was a little, bit of a uh, negative part but yeah great game i would love it on a home console but with what we have i'm fine and yes you should have it in your collection question number three out of five five being perfect how would you rate this game can we do half stars too or nope no half stars here okay four four I'm going to give it a four, too. Yep. There's way more I liked about it than I didn't. So solid four for me. I definitely think it's above average. But it doesn't matter what we think, Duke. It matters what you guys out there in Cartridge Club land think. And I asked you guys to submit some two-word reviews. And wouldn't you know it, this game was so popular on the polls. But we only got one two-word review. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that might be on my part because I don't know if I put it out soon enough for you guys to <laughs> chime in. This was kind of a, a very quick uh, podcast recording. Um, we usually do it a little bit later. So that might be on me. I apologize. Nonetheless, thank you, Five Game Suicide, 
for submitting a two-word review, and I think it's kind of perfect given the circumstances. Five Game Suicide said, Hello, Mario! <laughs> Which, that's just great. I love it. And given yeah. we only got one, <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> uh, Duke, do you have a two-word review? You I'm going to think of mine. it right now. Do you want now. me to go first, or do you want... Yes, you go first. You go okay. first. <laughs> so my two-word review is going to be a question. Switchport? <laughs> I would, like I said, I would love a port of this on a home console. And the Switch is the new hot thing, and it seems to be porting everything, so why not? Why not? What, uh, what about you, Duke? Uh, let's see here. How about... Hauntingly good. That's kind of cheesy, but there you go. Hauntingly good. <laughs> I like it. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know if I do, but there you go. Hauntingly good. You heard it here first, folks. That's straight from the mouth of Duke. So normally I like to keep you guys going. If you like this game, I like to recommend something if you want to keep this flavor of game going with you. And this time I'm going to kind of go off the beaten path here, recommend something that maybe isn't so obvious. I think the obvious choice would be the original Luigi's Mansion, but I'm not going to recommend that. I think you all know that if you like this, you could probably like that and play that too. I'm going to say Ghostbusters 2 for the original Game Boy. Duke, have you played Ghostbusters 2? No. Well, if you're familiar with it, it's basically a port of the PAL version of Ghostbusters 2 for the NES. So the Ghostbusters 2 we got here in America, not so good. The European yeah. version, amazing. And that's what this Game Boy game is. Again, it's a portable game, super fun. You're catching ghosts. You go around. It's really fun. And it was actually on the poll that lost out to Dark Moon. Huh. So I'll have to check go. that one out. Yeah, it's really fun. If you can track it down, and I don't think it's that expensive either, which is okay. always... Always a good thing. Do you have anything you would want to recommend, Duke? I always like to throw Sure. I'd like to recommend um, Castlevania Mirror of Fate because uh, much like Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, it's very atmospheric and has great 3D effects. Um, And also, you mentioned it as well, but um, Samus Returns, same reason. Sure. So uh, both those games, I think, uh, I like for similar reasons. Very different gameplay than this, but um, I really like the 3DS a lot, and uh, I like the immersion you get with the 3D, especially games that have uh, great atmosphere and uh, Mirror of Fate and Samus Returns also have those elements. So I recommend both of those. And Mirror of Fate, what system is that on? Is that 3DS? Yes. Okay. You haven't played Fantastic. that? That's a great game. I have not. No, you know, I don't think it's I've really ever good. played a Castlevania game on a handheld system. Yeah, give it a shot. It's it's great. It's it's same people actually made that that made Sam's Returns. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. All right, I'll check yeah. it so out. So it's very similar. It's similar. Fate. Yeah, it's good. And that's it for Luigi's Mansion: Dark Moon. We made it to the end, but not before we tell you guys what's coming up in the CC <clears throat> Portable. Uh, as we go into the end of the year and then into the new year. So, as I've mentioned before, next month is our No Shave November month, and we are playing God of War, Ghosts of Sparta, 
Go. I always say it wrong. It's Ghost of Sparta. God of War, Ghost of Sparta on the PlayStation Portable. And you know what's funny is I realized, I was thinking No Shave November, and I realized Kratos doesn't really have a beard. He has a beard in the new one, but in the originals, he's really only got like this l- tiny little goatee, which is maybe <laughs> not the best representation of No Shave November, but gosh darn it, this is the game we're playing. So it might not make sense, and that's because <clears throat> I'm an idiot again. <laughs> And then in December, we're doing our Advent calendar for the theme, and we were playing the Capcom Classics Collection Remixed, also for the PSP. Duke, do you have this game? I don't have a PSP, so no. Oh, you're missing out. Well, this has 20 Capcom Classics on it. Wow. Like I mentioned, uh, the theme is kind of going with the Advent calendar, also the PlayStation Classics coming out. It's 20 games, and I... I, I was thinking, you know, I think I'm going to ratchet it up a notch. I think we're going to add something just a little bit special to this month. And so here's what we're going to do. Anybody who's playing along, uh, when you beat a game on the Capcom Classics Collection and you, you tweet it out with the hashtag CC Portable and the hashtag Just Beat It, um, we'll keep a catalog of how many games each person has beat. And the person that beats the most games off of this one will get a fabulous prize in the new year. I'm not going to say what that prize is. I'll say it as we get closer, but uh, that's what we're going to do. We're going to have a little CCP contest. I don't think we've done this yet. That's exciting. Yeah. Very cool. All you got to do is play the game and beat as many as you can. You got 20, 20 games. 20 games to beat. Wow. Who can beat the most? So there you go. And then That's our cool. big January reveal. I'm very excited. I don't even think CC Prime has mentioned this yet. So, Duke, you're you're getting the inside scoop right now. Oh, man. I'm special. We are doing a double feature. Another double feature. I think the last one we did was in September of 2017, and that was when we played the Mega Man games. CC Prime played Mega Man 2. CC Portable played Mega Man ZX. Well, we're doing our second double feature, and that is for Shantae. Oh. Shantae, the Shantae games. So I believe CC Prime is going to be playing Half Genie Hero, which is on a multitude of systems. But the CC Portable is going to be playing the original Shantae for the Game Boy Color, the game that started it all. It goes for like $400 now if you want the actual card, but you can find it on the eShop for your uh, 3DS for $5. So not a bad deal. And so we're going to dive into that one and see if it, uh, see where this franchise began. I'm excited about that because I've been wanting to play that franchise. I've never played one of those before. So that's great. Yeah, so there's four games in the franchise. We'll be playing the first and the fourth in the series. And you guys uh, will have a chance to get a whole bunch of info on Shantae that month. So very excited. That's how we're going to kick off the new year, 2019. Excellent. And that's what we got coming up. So very exciting. And you might be asking yourself, well, all these great things are coming up in the Cartridge Club. How do I talk about it? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, you go to the forums at cartridgeclub.org where you can share your experiences right alongside us. 
And then, as always, you can find me on Twitter, at CCPortableUnite. You can let me know what games you're playing, what games you want to play, or if you want to be a special guest like my good friend Duke here. And speaking of Duke, where can we find you? Um, you can find me on YouTube, at RetroNonsense, and uh, on Twitter, at Duke0619. Fantastic. Well, I got to say, I'm really digging, if we can talk about you for a second, I'm really digging this Stuck in the 80s. Uh, series. Uh, I think everybody's having a lot of fun with that. How long, I mean, how long is this going to go? I don't know. As long as I can, uh, I can do it, I guess. Sure. <laughs> I'm having yeah. a lot of fun with it. So, um, I'm really enjoying it now. So, um, you know, I got a lot of things in my mind planned for upcoming episodes. So yeah, I got, I, I plan on doing it for a while. Can you give us a tease on the, what the next episode might be? There are some big ones coming up. We have, um, I'm not sure in what order, but the NES is going to be coming up. I haven't done that yet. Inside uh, Scoop, you heard, it, you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be doing one on comic books coming up. Nice. And uh, I haven't done G.I. Joe or He-Man yet, so they'll be coming up soon as well. Oh, my. Big yeah, stuff those, in the pipeline. Yeah. Yep. So. Well, very cool. Are we going to get a check-in with the Retro Nonsense crew anytime soon? I don't know how that would work. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. We'll oh, because you're stuck in the 80s. Yeah. How would you check in with the nonsense crew? Well, did you see the um, C3 special I did where I zapped back into the present for a little while? So I, I, I do play around with that a little oh, bit. Oh, you're so right. You it's did It's possible. Do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, well, you're here with us today. So clearly, you know, yeah. <laughs> you're not completely binded by this time loop you're stuck in. <laughs> Well, awesome, Duke. Thank you so much for being here, chatting Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon with me. It's always a pleasure to talk to you and uh, look forward to sharing some more experiences down the road. My pleasure. And uh, again, thanks for inviting me on. I, I just want to compliment. I'm loving the, the podcast. You are doing such an outstanding job. I'm loving the energy and the, the length of it. They're really fun. Even if you don't play the game, they're so fun to listen to. So bravo. You're doing a great job. Well, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Um, and until next time, I guess you want to hit me with those words? CC Unite. Oh, you're the first person who didn't ask what words. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. We'll see you guys next month for God of War, Ghost of Sparta. So you say we're recording now. I can I can go over my uh, prepared statements. Heck yeah, give it to me, baby. Okay. Well, first of all, Curtis, great to be here on the CC Portable U. This is the uh, the Cartridge Club Portal Underground. So I've been told we are officially recording. Are you just gonna leave all that in or no? Leave all what in? Okay. Anyways, um, yeah, we're talking about the game Monster House. Oh, are on we? The, the Game Boy Advance, apparently. So I spent ten bucks on this game from one of our local retro gaming shops, and that's probably five bucks too much. But I mean, if you're bored, I mean, like we were just comparing the uh, 
game containers a moment ago. And it's like, you know, you, you find the game you want to add to it. So it's like, well, yeah, sure. Sure. What is the game? What are you doing? It? Okay. <clears throat> so not unlike the movie, it's three kids. One of them is named Chowder. He's like the fat kid. And then there's like boy and girl. I forget their names. And uh, the house is evil. And they're going in to destroy the evil i think isn't one of the kids like a fourth kid kidnapped and brought into the house or something do you remember the movie uh i remember there's a haunted house and <laughs> a it, monster it like <laughs> turns into a big scary like living house at the end yeah, and they, like and they fight it in like a in a junkyard or something don't yeah. they they fight it with like cranes or like a you know digger thing what are those things called i don't know i don't know construction excavator excavator steven with the with the save mm -hmm. uh maybe but i don't remember, I don't like remember. what happens no, no. in yeah. the movie maybe that's why they got to go in they got to save their friend that's what i'm thinking because in the game they just say the house is i don't even know what they say it's evil or not but they just got to go in there and uh they want to destroy the heart of the house or something oh yeah and, the heart of the house is is like the boiler or something in the basement yes. is that it? yeah yes the furnace so the, the whole furnace. game this gba game is you running around trying to get to the furnace now the main episode of this episode or the main game of this episode was luigi's mansion right yes dark moon did That's so you got you got duke to play dark moon then i did but there's no 3ds in the 80s Wait a second. Wait a minute. How is this working? Is he fibbing? Is he fibbing? He's fibbing. Duke, you're fibbing. What a sneaky guy, that Duke. That Duke right there. Hold on, I need a water. Mm. Yeah, I could go for a water. My throat. <clears> throat> okay. <clears throat> okay, but yeah, you get like three different characters, boy, girl, and fat boy, and they uh, each have special skills. Like one guy's got a camera. One person can sneak into like really like cramped spaces. One guy can push heavy things, you know. Ken even has like a Lost Vikings kind of vibe to him in that regard. Oh, I like For that. the most part, you're just kind of running around a map trying to figure out where to go next. Is it good? Not really. What would you rate the game out of five? Five being perfect. The... Uh, are point fives allowed? Nope. Okay, fine. Uh, well, two. Yeah, two. I mean, honestly, who's gonna play this? Like, really? 